0: How's it going, everybody? We're back for another episode. It's your boys, Brock and Austin, Woo! and we are
1: here for our first segment on Touchy Subjects. This is a, a house divided, and we have two guests with us here, our good buddies Matt and Dylan. Say hi, guys.
0: Hey, guys. How's it going? I have
2: I have putties. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: But uh, we brought them in because we'd hope that they would bring a little perspective that maybe we wouldn't have. Uh, We want to get some outside opinions on some stuff and give you guys a little bit more to listen to because maybe we're not the most intelligent, even though we are the most fun. We don't always know uh, what we're talking about. emphasis on maybe we're not the most. uh, (laughs) Yeah, we got to... Okay, I don't know, but I think we are.
1: Anyways. (laughs) Just
0: me and Matt are fun, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So... uh, Basically, we've got we've got a few questions here, but I think it's gonna they're gonna go pretty deep. So we've already talked about a bunch beforehand, but uh, with a house divide, we want to talk about what divides the church, what what divides us as a people, and what uh, just basically the little arguments every day that separate us from one another. You know the. The little things or maybe they're big things to you. But the the first question we've got on here, and this is basically the basis of Christianity here, is what is core to God?
0: Yeah. So when we're talking about the division, you know, to elaborate a little bit on what Austin said, we do we do mean like denominations for a start but then it also breaks down a little more in denominations like where those discrepancies of what people believe in the bible, what people believe, what version of the bible people believe needs to be read or should be read um, uh, little things like that can turn into big things and it it gets really messy sometimes when it really shouldn't be there's there's there're fights that shouldn't be fought but they end up causing division and just a whole lot of drama and so we're hoping Matt, Dylan, that you guys would be able to to walk us through some of those, like 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 Austin said again. You know, the first one being what is core to God, so everything should start there. Yeah, for
3: sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. I would venture to say what's what's core to God, and um, is God's heart and and what He believes in that is ninety probably. I would venture to say most of the arguments that we have are invalid. You know whether whether you are um, you know eternally saved or whether you can lose your salvation, whether you know uh, you believe in predestination or whether you believe that you know salvation is something you know that that can only come from Christ and you know it's our free will that God has given to us. I would venture to say that most of these arguments that we have kind of contradict each other in a way. You know because God loves everyone, and what He's saying is, man, you know whether it's, you know, you're eternally saved or you lose your salvation and you believe, you know, that uh, that somebody is, you know, afar from God. And whether they fell or they never had it in the first place, it doesn't really matter because at this point, this person just needs Jesus. Yeah. And our arguments are only drawing them further away from Jesus rather than chasing after his heart, using the gifts that God has given us to help share the salvation and the love and the forgiveness and the grace of Christ that can only come from him. Very true. Yeah.
1: Very true. I, I think that's good. That I mean, love, it's a huge thing. And when you look at Jesus, who is the son of God, you see his two commandments, both do, having to deal with love. And I think those are the core values of God right there. And it's love your God above all else and love mm-hmm. your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. So
0: one question I would have, Dylan, we'll let you talk a little bit on this one. Um, when we're talking about what's core to God So going into that denominational branch um, Are there Are there some things That you find in some denominations That might actually We wouldn't really call a church Because they have things in them that are not core to God Like uh,
2: heresy Yeah I'd say uh, I don't know about denominations Um, Well I mean I do know about denominations I have to clarify because words matter But uh, I would say that uh, I don't know what needs to be kept into account with every denomination and this separates Christianity because when i say some denominations don't like necessarily follow, follow core beliefs of god that's no longer a denomination of christianity that's you know heresy they're just it's they're no longer christian
0: yeah but, that's uh, mostly what i was meaning yeah. is there any of them that just basically removes them from being able to call themselves a christian uh, so that's kind of what i was yeah. going at so i'm glad that you brought that
2: well, up well uh, and i'm not you know you can't always uh, avoid hurting everybody's feelings, but you have to tell the truth because... Uh, exactly. That's
1: what we're here. Exactly.
2: So I will say that Trinitarianism is, uh, you know, one of the founding beliefs of Christianity. And you look at some people or beliefs like Mormonism, like that I can come off with at the top of my head. I have lots of friends who are Mormons, but their view of the Trinity is, you know, very twisted, if not non-existent. Mm-hmm. Um, because we know in, you know... John chapter one, it said, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Mm -hmm. And all things were created through Him, and all things that were not well, all things that were created were through Him, and uh, all things that were not created did not go through Him. I I don't know if I quoted that directly, but it's pretty damn close if I say so myself. But." Mm -hmm. so, and then you go to Genesis 1, because that refers to this relationship of the Son to the Father. Okay. Because the Son has begotten from the Father, not in the way that we would have a child, but in his role. Because they've been eternally existent. Jesus, the Son, and the Spirit did not receive their deity from God, like their essence. Mm-hmm. There's a Greek word for that, but I can't remember it right now because I'm dumb. But, uh, <laughs> so they didn't receive their deity from God, because they, they're three persons in one God. They aren't three parts, it's hard for us to understand because we're obviously one person. So for one, for us to be three persons, we can't wrap our heads around that completely. But anyways, I'll elaborate on it as best I can. As we get to the spirit, which might help a little bit, if you read Genesis 1, it says, uh, you know, in the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth, it says that there was a a dark, uh, it said the matter had no shape and the, that the face of the matter was dark and just void but it said the spirit of God hovered over the waters the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. so you look at the son being begotten from the father in the sense that he gets his sonship which is his role you know Mm -hmm. serving the father and then you look at the spirit who proceeds from the father and the son so you look at the father and the son are having this relationship eternally you know willingly it's not like the father forced the Son to submit to Him. It was a willing, it's a perfect relationship, and uh, it's been going on eternally. And the Spirit um, in Scripture, it only repeats what the Father and Son say. So if you ever think that the Holy Spirit's talking to you, Uh and it's not saying something that's scriptural, or, you know, it seems to come off as, like, some new branch of Christianity, i.e. Mormonism or things like that, Mm -hmm. it's not. You know yeah, that's not of the Spirit. Because God's purpose, you know, it's in all three persons. They're trying to fulfill the same goal, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, the Trinity is really woolly, And but I think all Christian, all Christian denominations have to believe in that. Because no matter where you go, you'd have to believe in that to be a Christian. Because then, I mean, if you have modalism towards three different parts instead of like it's like three different gods you know what i'm saying yeah that's bad yeah like bad juju because then it's like wait a second you know well, that's where which we one's the greater one and yeah, it's like yeah
1: that's where we go against that core of god's belief that's yes. put your god mm-hmm. above all else you yes know? that's bad dude yeah.
2: like, and it's just like little things like i talked about earlier uh i've never actually heard a pastor elaborate on this but i'm sure they're they know this is whenever you know a little kid or just a a new christian gets saved they're like wow you have jesus in your heart but i'm like wait a second where's jesus like he's at the right hand of the father he's not in your heart he's not on earth right now that's the holy spirit the holy spirit indwells itself in you yeah Yeah. you have that and that's That's good and like to yourself to us that may not be a big deal because you're like oh we know what he meant but i'm like well do they? Like, what about a new Christian? They don't know what you mean. Right now you're teaching yeah, them heresy. Right. They can believe the wrong thing. And to us, it's like, oh, it's not a big deal, but you need to worship. God's a big deal. Yeah. You know, worshiping him properly, that's, that's our purpose. Like, the chief goal of man is to glorify God and to enjoy him. And how can you do either of those if you don't know who he is? That's if a he, very good yeah, point. Yeah, if he gives us this saving grace, you know, and we don't know what it is, we can't
1: use it so so would you say like a core belief to god would be to know him yeah i was just about to say that that same thing because if you
2: look in scripture
1: a lot of christians
2: i'm sure many that we'll know and it's sad there can be good people but if you're ignorant that's not an excuse if you're running around and you've sang his praises and done his works but he says be gone i never knew you Mm -hmm, i'm like you have to pursue god (laughs) it's an act it's a
3: relationship you know what i mean like yeah and like what you were saying earlier, Austin, in the very words of Jesus, whenever the Pharisees were trying to trick him into saying which was the greatest commandment, he turned their whole worlds upside down and raised the bar. And he said, not just one, but two, love the Lord with your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, all your strength. That's knowing God. That is core to him. Yeah, and second, sure. but equally as, poor, as important, love everyone around you as much as you love yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's – and that's – I – I don't really want to open that bag of worms. Never mind. I had a, I had a topic, but I really don't want to open it here. But another one, time, yeah. One thing I, one thing I was gonna add was there. I I don't know if you guys know Jeremy Lin, the basketball player, who's yeah. a very good Christian guy, from what I can see. Um, I remember whenever I first started following him, um, he got really big. And he had like a couple really really good games where he yep. got this big and following. Yep, yeah. at the Knicks. Yeah, the Knicks. And then, like Harvard, right? Yeah, he's a Harvard basketball yeah, he's player. Smart too. Wow. Yeah, he loves Jesus. That's of course, he's magic. <laughs> fits magic. Get Not out. Of here.
3: I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, anyway, I got on this guy's Twitter to follow him one time, and his and I think this is the perfect quote for being core to God and what we're talking about. His and I put it on my Twitter bio as well after I saw it. Was it says. Um, um to know god is to want to know him more exactly and i yes. think that like that is just the most simple <laughs> but profound statement like for sure like yeah. to know him is to want to even search him out even more because that is like as you guys all said as a christian our goal is to look like him and since we will never be perfect and look like him you
1: uh-huh. know mm-hmm. i'll throw i'll yeah. throw a our, our cs lewis quote of the podcast in here love cs lewis his uh only one just just well we could throw more in if we All want right. but All this right. is and hopefully i don't butcher it but um, huh. he says Gosh, now I want to look it up. You guys keep yeah, talking. You I'm you had something there.
0: you were going to combat me with, which is fine. Well, but, what would you say? I totally forgot. Oh, my memory's awful. Well, I was just saying that, like, as Christians, our goal is to be a mere oh, image of him on earth and look like him. I
2: remember what you said because uh, you said we'll never, you know, we'll never look like God. But one thing I want to clarify when you talk about the image of God, you know, us being made in His image, um, it's kind of like the best analogy I can think of because. We can come up with analogies. Jesus actually used analogies or parables when he taught. And obviously, ours aren't ever going to be perfect like his. Like, I can't think of another analogy that's better than, you know, new wine and an old wineskin. Can you think of something else that blows up whenever you put, I mean, you can't. Like, he, he does everything right, but he also does things perfect. Like, just, he did, you know, mm-hmm. the best way possible. But mm-hmm. I'll do my best. <laughs> and uh, I would say as image bearers of God, you know, that's our office. Because you look at the Trinity, each one has a job. And uh, in the, in God's purpose, you look at the Father, you know, his will is, uh, you know, his sovereignty over mankind, creating. But he creates all things by the Son, which is in his, you know, he speaks and it happens, God's Word incarnate, and through like in the Holy Spirit because the Spirit is in creation, but also when he created it, it hovered over the waters. But what I was going to say with us, our job, you know, being image bearers of God, um, even when we're not doing our job, we're still image bearers of God. So, like, we may say we, do, we don't look like God, but we bear His image. But that's also like saying you have a watch, but if the watch doesn't tell time and it doesn't work, it's still a watch. It's just a crappy watch, you know. But, uh, <laughs> so, uh, we... Uh, that's a good way to put it, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, even, like, dirty heathens and Chiefs fans, like, you know, they, they are image bearers of God. Chiefs you know? fans. Yeah, exactly.
1: But... uh Seahawks fans yeah, or we can exactly. name all Patriots Seahawks, you know, fans not everybody <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> Cowboys Anyways. fans yeah.
2: but like I guess I'm weird because you can say things and I could tell you had good intentions and I could tell what you said like I can understand that with you and I've known you a long time but somebody who is ignorant of Christianity we have to be very careful that's a good point say. that's like, a good you point you can miss on your words and it probably sounds like I'm a stuttering dingus when I talk to people because I'll stop and correct myself so much but words matter because yeah. that's mm-hmm. how you look at like the Nicene like council and the council of Trent and all this stuff. Those were very smart dudes and they came up with this and you look at like, you know, the Anna, what is it? The Athanasian creed. That thing's like three pages long, but if you read it sometime, I recommend the Athanasian creed, memorize it. Uh, it's like, the reason why the words are so deliberate and somewhat sound repetitive is because they had to beat it into people's heads. <laughs> so, and it's the reason it's lasted thousands of years is because it is important to say the right thing. Because if you don't know God, we know what happens. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we do it out of I do it out of love. I'm not trying to be like, well, actually No, I know. You know and that's what
0: but that's what as yeah. Christian brothers here that we're doing is you know, yeah. it's our job to help point each other yeah. in the right direction, Any, even if
3: Yeah. And I, I think it's so important just to see, as I was observing all of us sitting here, God has given each of us different spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. And the way that we can all work together as a unit, as the body of Christ, as the exactly. church, to to use those things to glorify him and to sure. share his word and, um, and his power with, with everyone that we come into contact with, really just shows the power and just the cleverness of God. Oh yeah! You know how each one of us were created specifically for a purpose. How God made us in His image. Mm-hmm. He He yeah. knew us before we were born, and exactly. and He said, "You know what? I'm going to give you this, so you can use it to glorify My name." Is just a, a beautiful, beautiful thing.
0: Well, Dylan and I were talking bef- like today before this all happened, and me, Matt – or me, Matt. Me, Austin, and Dylan were originally going to record this podcast Sunday, and we all got busy and weren't able to. And so then uh, Austin and I decided to ask you to see if you could – because we knew you couldn't do it Sunday. So we decided to ask you to see if you could do it tonight. Our original plan all along, which we never told you guys, was to do all four of us together. And Dylan had a a happenstance where he could make it up here tonight too – and so I was talking to Dylan about it, how this is what we originally planned. And Dylan was like, well, was, I mean, that's God just working right there, yeah, making sure that yeah, this man, happened where everybody was yeah, able to get together. <laughs> specifically,
2: God's sovereignty. Because you talk about we have free will, but like we I've had this debate with people because everybody disagrees. I I, I shouldn't say everybody, but people disagree. But uh, when I say God's sovereignty is over all of our choices, I don't mean that because we have, you know, free will. I believe that if I wanted to choose to go eat a candy bar right now and go find one, I could. And just because I choose to do it, I mean, it doesn't mean it's predestined to happen, but God has a perfect plan, his will, that he incorporates into it. Like, if I knew Giorgiani was going to punch me in the face for right now... Um, Man. It's not. No, <laughs> it's like you read. Well, yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It wouldn't be me
2: Me having predestination for me to move. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it's destined for him to punch me so I know I'm going to move. It's like God's plan. We're going to stumble. And people also say this a lot. It's like, man, I'm just not in God's plan right now. I have stumbled out of his will. And I'm like, you can't. Like God's will is perfect. He knows you're going to fail. He's accounted for that. But you have to also, man. It gets really woolly because we talk about elitism with Calvinism and stuff. But anyways, I won't go that far yet. But if you yeah, stumble, got a place for that. Like <laughs> God is greater, you know. Like He has a plan that can't be like defeated. You're gonna stumble and you're gonna fail all the time. But I mean, Him accounting for that isn't necessarily him determining what you're going to do it's just him accounting for it you know what i'm saying and Mm
1: -hmm. that starts with knowing yes
2: but uh, a lot of i don't know and uh, it is scriptural to say that but it's also scriptural to say god has appointed you know your days and you notice all the hairs on your head and i'm like yeah for sure he has his plan's perfect but i have free will so just as much as i can refuse to eat a candy bar i can you know
3: you do what you want.
0: Good so. segue into our next part, which is what what's core to you. Oh, Matt, did you have something? <laughs> no, it's Sorry. fine. We need to move on. Uh, it's yeah, fine. We, we, we're, I, had, we're, I was just going to say like ten thoughts brewing, but it's okay. I was just going to say talking about that free will. Yeah, you go first this time. Boom. Yeah. That could be. Drop <laughs> them all right now. <laughs> all go, right. If we're yeah, good. go ahead and go. We'll, we'll okay. work. Okay, it okay. no, it's fine. I just I was just
3: going to say really quick. I think sometimes we read too far into it. For sure. I think that that's our major problem between the division of the church, the division of the denominations, and division of God's people is that we're too worried about the things that don't matter to God. Oh, yeah. Like we're we're worried about uh, whether or not this correct thesis is right. Or we're mm-hmm. worried about whether or not, you know, I was predestined to eat this candy bar or if <laughs> I was chosen to eat this candy bar. Either way, God knew it was going to happen. Yeah. And you need to do it. Yeah. You know, and and that's what I think we just get so messed yeah. up on is whether God predestined me to do this or I'm choosing it of my own free will. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. What matters that's... is we are relentlessly pursuing without exactly. any you know, doing anything short of sin to reach people for the for salvation, reach people for Jesus. I think and that's his heart.
1: That goes yeah. right to what I wrote down right here. And at first I wrote down <laughs> worship as a core value of God's then I was like, man, well, so just much worship, more true worship. Dude, yeah. yeah. Because yeah.
2: one of the only three things, because we think of the Trinity as a big deal, of the words that describe God, one of the only times that they say something three times describing God is you think of the angels surrounding the throne of God, and they say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Mm-hmm. And it says, and the earth be filled with his glory. So you yeah. think of God's holiness, and like people are like, God's glory is on us." and I'm like, I think God's holiness mm-hmm. is like him, like His presence, everything you could think of describing God, but His glory is displayed in His holiness being reflected in us, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So but that For that's sure. me. And we'll segue on and, and then if we ever talk too much talk bad, we can always cut it out, right? I think
0: know dumb as well. I think, <laughs> this
2: is this is the uncut podcast. Yeah, man. We okay. don't cut anything.
1: Oh, no. oh, no. Everybody's gonna know I eat candy bars. That's bad. <laughs> I think they don't have to guess though. Just... But now they have to wonder if it's predetermined. Or if you choose that.
3: Uh, And I think every single thing that we have said just points right back to the words of Jesus, which we've mentioned three times by now. Hey, love the Lord your God with.
0: ah! (laughs) (laughs) Love
3: the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love everyone around you as much as you love yourself. Yes. Yes. So. uh, Yes. So speaking of yourself, you had a question for us, Yes. Brought- so
0: with that, that leads into um, we went over what's core to God, which is obviously the most important in Christianity. What what He believes to be essential to be a Christian is obviously what we have to believe. After that, when you get down to you know denominational splits and um, as far as personal personal relationships with God, you get to those subjects where people. Don't always agree, but like you said, maybe just aren't don't matter, yeah, man. don't matter, <laughs> like in the long run, uh, you get down to the what's core to you, so what are the as from what i read <laughs> what i read what's what hills are you willing to die on,
1: Pollux? And this is where it gets touchy, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So I, this isn't going to be the same for everyone, and it—and I would venture to say that a large majority of these would be the same for the four of us sitting here.
3: Maybe. I would, I would even say that if you're on a hill worth dying on, that isn't something that is core to God's heart, you're on the wrong hill. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, like, I just. I think that this whole segment is more based on opinion, like personal preference. For sure. Because I know some phenomenal God-hearted people who attend a style of worship that I'm not really fond of. Yeah. And, um, And they know that I attend a church that, has a style that they're not particularly fond of, but you know what? We're both after the heart of Jesus, and we're going to reach people in completely different ways. Yeah, and For sure. then
0: that's that's all I For think sure. of. Whenever I think, yeah. of what's core to you? So, <laughs> awesome. yeah. which actually we can kind of wrap these last two together. Because it's what's core to you and what's core to the church, which individually I, goes down to you. Don't think so? I think those different. I think they need to be separate. as well.
3: I sure do. I sure I do. Because do. yeah, Brock, why would you think
2: that, man? God, uh, Jesus, I,
3: this can go. Wrong. Yeah, we're that's like we can cut on. straight to section three though. If you guys have any other things to say on that, no, I, mean, I, I was think just, it's pretty cut and dry.
0: We can. Well, I I kind of just want to wrap them together so we don't go too far over time. Cool. They they are separate for sure. Yeah. Um but what is cuz like like that thing I was reading you guys earlier, each individual church even if it is the same denomination has its own personal, you know, feelers and things that they do. So it is it is different, I know, but essentially what what is core to you, you're I feel like you're going to tend to gravitate toward a particular church because of what's core to you.
3: Yeah. I think that that's exactly. I think, I, say.
1: I think that's yeah. fair. For I mean, for most people that have grown up in a church their whole life, but like for my instance, I yeah. didn't really start following Jesus and going to church till I was a teenager. Yeah, and so I didn't grow up with one specific belief my whole life. I had to learn that for myself. For sure. Yeah, the rest of us, we've all. I mean, yeah. we went to the same church growing up. Yeah, yeah, uh, and we. I mean, whenever we were young. Yeah, but
2: like, you know. I'm
0: getting at like we've we've been followers of Christ, like. Since we could, a since we could time. ask him into our heart, <laughs> yeah. like, ah,
2: uh, remember what we said about Jesus being in your
0: heart? Oh my yeah. gosh. You know what Come I mean. On, and, but you're right. The words, the words are important, but they matter, man. But <laughs> <laughs> there'll be some new Christian out there, and he'll be
2: like, Jesus goes in your heart, and, and then he opens
1: a little door, and a yeah, little Jesus walks and in. It's
2: like, hey,
0: dude, no, you're wrong. <laughs> okay, we'll tell you. We'll, we'll whenever you. Pray the prayer of forgiveness and salvation, and the Holy Spirit enters your heart. Yeah, for sure. We all we all Tons prayed that fire. prayer. The three of us prayed that prayer probably as early as we can remember. Oh
2: yeah. Like, oh yeah. For
0: like sure. I feel I always feel so guilty because people can only be. I was saved on this day, this year, in this chair. I don't know mine because no. it was like my first. Like I remember sitting in my bed talking to my grandma about it and ask and praying that prayer. Oh. But that's that's all I remember. I don't know what day it was. I I do. Do you? Uh, I do. I can't tell you Uh, you the date. Yeah, it was April 23rd of
3: 2001. Man, wow. Yeah, sorry. The only reason I knew is because it was in the front of my Bible that I had Uh, forever and probably From there. However, I don't think I really got it until I was a junior in high school. Yeah. So I I think that's where you guys were too as well. I mean, and that was part of the problem that hurt us was the fact that we grew up in church and we were – I'm, I would venture to say that I was even numb to the presence of who God was because I didn't understand what it truly meant to follow him until I was 17.
0: Yeah.
2: I don't know. I It's – everybody's different. Yeah, I, everybody is different. I, I like, was just speaking yeah. for myself. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. We're not going to go in and tell all of our personal stories. Like,
0: it all started when I was a young yeah. boy, but, you know. Yeah, uh, uh, that's true. I, yeah, I mean, like, it's, 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 very much, it's very much a growing point. Like, you, we ask – we pray. The, I keep saying "ass" because that's what's been beaten into our heads. It's, I'm glad that you said yeah. that though, because it's teaching me something that I can go You're on just, as a youth pastor and yeah. teach others that that's not what it is. Yeah. I'm bad at hiding my disdain. I just inhaled like. No, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's. It's no. I can it's smell the stink. It's a. It's a good. It's I a good teaching point you, that boy. you know is something that you know maybe isn't this is a good learning point for probably a lot of Christians oh, yes. like that's not yeah, sure. the wording's wrong even oh, if the yeah. ideology is right the yeah. wording's wrong and it can mess things up for other it
3: people it, for sure. it certainly can be very confusing and that's something that you need to look at as a core value of your church you know is is the core value of your church to reach lost people or is it extremely confusing and if you walked in there would you know what in the heck you're doing Mm-hmm. Would it be something yeah. like you walked into this giant ritual like you'd see on you know TV or National Geographic or something like that? or is your church a welcoming and an inspiring environment that is yeah. going to reach people for it? Very Most true definitely. And that's something I think that we all need to look at at the core of our churches. Does your church do that?
1: That, yeah. that made me think of a we've all heard the story of the you standing on a chair. It's, it's easier to be pulled off the chair than to pull somebody back onto the chair. So yeah. to, the meaning of the story is don't surround yourself with bad people. Don't surround yourself with the riffraff because it's easier for them to pull you into it than for you to pull them on the chair. But I heard this sermon, or not sermon, like it's like a 10-minute little sermon by Mike Donahue from uh, 10th Avenue North. He's the lead singer. And he says, but nobody can pull down a man that worships face down. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. And the, and the funny thing is, is when you look into scripture, you see Jesus surrounding himself with riffraff. Oh, yeah. With the worst of the worst. And it's not like...
3: That wasn't... But at the same time, he had himself surrounded by the 12, and then he had a core group. Of well,
2: the 12. The yeah. They were basically yeah. priests. Well, not priests. I should say scribe-like dropouts. Because you look at guys like, you know, people that tried to be scribes that were specially selected. And, uh, you know, nobody's going to turn that down. That's whenever he's like, you know... Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. They dropped everything because being a scribe was like the guy. You know, mm-hmm. and if you weren't picked, it's like, well, I guess that's how it goes. But yeah.
3: But also, we're not Jesus. That's yeah, that's true. And so yeah. we need we need accountability. So once, I, tend, I tend to look at his later life as you know, as he was in the ministry, he had Peter, James, and John who were right there with him in the garden as he was as he was sweating blood, you know, and praying slept, hard yeah. as he took them <laughs> up on the yeah. mountain. Yeah, and he took them up on the mountain and showed them his face, his true glory. Um, We need to surround ourselves with the right people, which I think we're going to hit on next.
0: Cool. Oh, Uh, yeah, another uh, another episode. (laughs) So I'll keep
3: keep my thoughts to myself right now. I've got
1: a story Uh, for that too later. But uh, (laughs) uh, another thing that kind of ties in the core to me. But also core to the church is when I was going to Central Methodist University, they started this uh, worship group. And, well, this chapel service it changed. Yep. They brought in a new minister and, and all this stuff. But it was called it was progressive Christianity, and, mm. and oh my goodness, <laughs> it really yes. this is this Ooh. is where I, my I found the first thing I was like, I will die yeah, on, on this, this hill, hill protecting it. Well, yeah.
3: and, and that's because it was core to God. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's it, 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 it was. And it's, Jesus is the only way. And these this progressive Christianity is, Jesus loves you. Like, yes, that's true. God yeah. loves you. Yes, yeah. that's true. You are saved because of that. No, <laughs> that's not true. No. You are saved through his love when you accept his love yeah. and you accept that Holy Spirit yeah. into you. Exactly. And, and I, thought, I thought it was so funny because the first thing they said was, whether you believe in God or... Allah, Yahweh, whoever you believe in. Oh
2: no! Come here and grow in your faith.
1: Gross. Yikes! No. And I said, "Ain't no way I'm coming." <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Ain't no, no way! Sir. And and uh, but swerve this one. This one time, one of our professors was going to preach, and everybody was talking about. They're like, "Hey, he's going to preach. This is a cool dude. We know he's Christian. We know he's for real. Yeah, let's all go." Place is packed, and he looks these people in the eyes, and he reads the scripture. That says Jesus is the way. The truth. The, and the truth life. and the life. Yes. The only way to the Father is through him. And I'm like, boom. That's right. Yeah. That, I'm pretty sure it's in the red. <laughs> yeah. And if it's in the red. And
3: the I am statement's in John. Yeah. There's
2: yeah.
3: yeah. Big yeah. deal. you know. It's and like, if your church does not completely agree with the what's core to God and what is core yeah. to Jesus' specific words out of his mouth. Yeah. If you don't believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And uh, that loving the God... Loving God and loving others is not the three most important things. You're probably at the wrong church, guys. The,
1: the red words are the best words. Cool. Absolutely. <laughs> and if yeah. your
3: church does not line up with the red words, yeah. Yeah. You're in Duke, I'd probably try to. Uh,
2: but, so as far as things that aren't major, you know, but they do have, there is scripture on things like. Nobody knows, like, you look at crazy things like Leviticus, or it's, like, things to do if you have mold in your house. It's, like, wild. There's all sorts of things yeah, yeah. in scripture that are cool. But there's also, like, I've even like- heard in the message they have the, the recipe for Rice
3: Krispie Treats. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. sorry i heard a comedian no. say that one time
2: that's awesome and you have things like there's two things i really wanted to talk about that aren't major but a lot of people make it a big hill and they shouldn't just being honest okay and they'll disagree with me but i don't care so um <laughs> And one of them that's in a lot of churches is that the King James is the definitive oh, word of God yes. scripture. The you know, and there's nothing wrong. I mean, the King James is it's good. It is a form of it's the good. Lord's yeah, word. It's a form
3: exactly. But it is it is it the original? No, <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I I had a conversation with a with a fellow who um, who was diehard. He was dying on this hill. Yeah, and, and he was um, yeah, yeah anyway, <laughs> and he was like, "No, this is the only way." And I said, and it wasn't me talking. I was just sitting in on the conversation. My dad was actually having the conversation. Yeah. And um, he asked him, and he said, okay, what about other countries? Do they speak English? Yeah, and they're no. like, So, so what, <laughs> what version of the Bible do they use? And he said, well, it's a translation of the King James. False. <laughs> no, 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 no. If you were to say that, what is the NIV? What is the NIT? translations mm-hmm. of the
2: Septuagint
3: which is of course, the compilation I, of the Hebrew Bible and then you have but their leg like, to stand on was that any translation is a yeah. It's no good. It's false. So after, so it
2: completely destroyed his argument. For sure. Oh my gosh. And you think of like, you go from the Hebrew Bible to Septuagint, which is just the Old Testament, which they divided into 22 books. But it's the same amount of books as us. It's just they divide them weird. I don't know. You're really smart about this but, stuff, by the and way. And then you go to thanks. You go to, because it matters, man. Like, for sure. Because people argue these. And I'm like, you're wrong. And then I say this stuff. And they don't like me, but it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're touchy. And you look at actually, the Vulgate is the Latin translation of Greek and uh, Latin. Well, it's it's translation of Greek scrolls, which are the New Testament letters, uh, you know, epistles, things like that. Mm -hmm. The Vulgate includes the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament. It's all in Latin. And then you had the King James, which they did, I mean, at the time, it's a valiant effort because... You don't fully understand the Hebrew alphabet because it's strange, dude. It's like a lot of oh, it's oh, gross. stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I know. But after that, you have a uh, you know you have some King. Well, actually, King James didn't come first because you know Johann Gutenberg was German, but you know whatever. So you could even argue that the, the German, I guess for their logic, we should all speak German and read that. Bible, but <laughs> yeah, no, That's true. why we had
3: World War Two yeah. and One,
2: back to back champs. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh,
1: man, <laughs> after that, got those rings. <laughs> yeah, after you have brass knuckles. The
2: Johann Gutenberg, Martin Luther Bible, you have King James eventually, and then after that, you have things like things that are widely regarded as far as what's the most accurate in English. I like the NIV, but actually, usually the most regarded as accurate is the ESV, English Standard Standard Version. And uh, it's because we have a greater understanding of Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic, which you're like, why is Aramaic in the Bible? You know, all this stuff. And I'm like, Job and things like that were written in Aramaic. But mm-hmm. anyways, besides all that cool stuff, the ESV isn't translated from the Vulgate. It's from these original sources we have, like the Dead Sea Scrolls and, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, for sure, copies of the epistles. And people are like, well, how can we trust those? And I'm like, well, actually, cool thing. We talked about how cool scribes were earlier. They knew every piece of scripture, the Old Testament, the Septuagint, Forwards and backwards to the character, like each letter, so that when they copied it, they'd burn the old copy and keep the new one, and it was perfectly copied before it could get old and translated to something else. So, God was pretty cool when He planned that out. But that is pretty cool, anyways. I
3: like to read multiple translations together and cross reference so that you know you can get the. The greater meaning behind it. Oh, yeah. And I'm not saying that, he, that King James is evil. Like,
2: the King James is awesome. It sounds really cool. If you feel like God speaks to you through the King James, awesome. Yeah. But don't say, that because I read wrong. the ESV, I'm wrong. And yeah. I'm like, well, no, uh, that's not the point. I'm yeah. not trying to say that the King James is bad. No, that's, is not.
0: that's not our purpose at all. No. But we are no. saying that other ones are also right. Yes. Yeah,
3: correct. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And cool. I don't think that that's of God shouldn't be core to us and uh, if it's core to your church might need to think about moving somewhere (laughs) yeah it's it's pretty rough but a lot of people think that yeah Mm -hmm. so
2: another one i thought of because i said i had two but we'll go fast on this one because i talk a lot but anyways (laughs) so some people are really weirded out and we've talked about it by speaking in tongues Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah it's not bad it's actually you know it's considered a spiritual gift yes absolutely it is so uh what I will say, though, is with any gift, like we talked about, we're all watches. And whether we're a crappy watch or a good watch, you know, you have to use your gift properly. You have to do it in love. Because actually, you know, you look at First Corinthians 14 talks about it. If anybody wanted to look it up and, you know. Be cool. But cause reading your Bible's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean I have okay. it pulled up, but We're I'm just ready. talking to like Oh, oh okay, you I'll got s- it pulled up. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Read
0: that sucker to us. Alright, cool. We're so, God is alive. Gonna and powerful. Most yeah. of these guys are millennials. They don't know how to read. <laughs> 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 they need those audio books. Yeah.
3: Um, Luckily yeah. your uh, Bible app does read it to you.
0: It does. I saw yeah, that. Which is oh, really cool. The millennial yeah. edition. So what else? Right.
2: <laughs> I'll well, just you listen to it while you're at work. I'll read uh starting at verse twenty two because believe it or not, the Bible's funny sometimes, but uh It says, tongues then are a sign, not for believers, but for unbelievers. Prophecy, however, is not for the unbelievers, but for the believers. So if the church comes together and everyone speaks in tongues, and inquirers or unbelievers come in, will they not see that you are out of your mind? But if an unbeliever or an inquirer comes in while everyone is prophesying, speaking the truth, they are convicted of sin and brought under judgment by all as secrets of the heart are laid bare so they will fall down and worship God exclaiming God is really among you so it doesn't say that speaking in tongues is evil but you have to do it right which mm-hmm. we know is one person at a time with an interpreter in a room full of believers with you know and you're not actually doing it it's the spirit speaking through you you know yes. it's, mm-hmm. and that's the way to do it but it's not going to do me any good if i run over to you know some baptist church or a
3: place full of believers that wouldn't know what I'm saying and I just start going bananas you know, well, that's and not out of love especially from the viewpoint like like the bible is yeah. saying of a first time guest somebody who's an unbeliever who comes yeah. in you know they're not sure about this whole church thing but they're We're coming sure, yeah. to give it a shot because they are literally broken and on their knees and they don't know where to go next and somebody told them Somewhere, maybe their grandma, yeah. that Jesus was the answer. So they come hungry, looking for something, yeah. and you are scaring them off. Yeah, yeah. And so for what sure. we need to be is, you know, creating an environment where they can hear the word of God most definitely, and they can respond to it and yeah. seek salvation. I think it's really
2: easy for us to talk bad on other Christians because we know we're wrong. And if I told you you are doing something wrong, most of the time, somebody who's actually a Christian. It's gonna love their brother and be like, Yeah, man, I understand I need to work on that or you might have an argument and move on. But to an unbeliever, I feel like that's one thing that people tend to be cowards towards. Like if you know, if you're speaking in tongues or whatever, you know, you don't have the opportunity I mean, you have to do it in a loving way. I'm not just gonna run around and be like you know, you're all dirty, hateful, awful sinners. Which, I mean, it's not wrong. We all are. But mm-hmm. I'm not just going to run around and be like, "You're going to hell. You're awful." Yeah. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sulfur and fire and damnation. Have, you're, you. have you ever ran
1: into one of those preachers like downtown, and they're like, "Uh uh-uh, uh No. You are all sinners and you are all gonna burn in hell unless you turn right now. I'd be like, <laughs> so hey, like,
2: the
3: first part was right.
2: We are all sinners, <laughs> but not Oh my God, you know
3: <laughs> I just want like a mirror in this situation. Yes, you know, like, this is, oh we've even got a forward facing camera now. <laughs> I'm like yeah. what this at all time. I'm just yeah. about hey buddy, can you can you hold this for me? Take think, a selfie. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's just a... Man, there's what was the quote the the church is not a museum for the perfect, yeah. but a hospital for the broken. Exactly. We're Absolutely. all hypocrites. Jesus
3: yeah. specifically said, there are those red letters. I didn't come for the well, I came for the sick. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, we like, need to be, yeah, we need to be, we need to make sure that our church has the culture and their core values and their core yeah. beliefs that we'll do whatever it takes to reach Christian. these people. And um, as far as, like, yeah, yeah,
2: I think as far as us talking and arguing about things that are not major, like, you know, King James Version speaking in tongues at the appropriate, appropriate time and all that, that pales in comparison to going out and sharing what's the truth to people yeah. who don't know it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think we can all agree on that. It's like, hey, it's not court of God, and it doesn't really matter.
0: Like, no. uh, one thing that probably isn't going to affect anything that you and I have had the discussion on, and I'm pretty sure we disagree on, yeah. is whether God exists inside or outside of time. Now and
2: I've done a lot of research on it, and we'll save it for another time, yeah. and I'll tell you about it. Okay, But I'm a speculative or careful believer that God had to have existed outside of time because he created it. It's, I mean, we can say it's a construct because we can't measure it, which is by definition correct. But whether we like it or not, things pass by and we can't go back. So yeah. the the idea of time, I think God... I mean, he obviously was outside of time,
3: but he can interact in time.
0: As yes, I agree. I think, I think
3: it's pretty yeah. specific that he says so. I'm the Alpha, the Omega. I am the beginning and the end. Yeah. There was no and, beginning to me. There will be no end. Yeah. I, I uh, think
1: that depends on your definition of time. That's sure. true.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's probably where because, our opinions are yeah. uh, going very far. That's we'll true. have
0: that conversation where you guys can't hear it. Yeah, sorry. We've got all- to wrap this up. To- <laughs> Real quick. Yeah. All right. C.S. Lewis quote of the day. I was trying to find this. That was, I think I did. That's where I got that was from C.S. Lewis is where I really started to think yeah. like he does exist outside of time and
1: can reach yeah. in and Mere interact. Christ-
2: Mere yeah. Christianity is a great Mere
1: book. Christianity. Yeah. Read it. Yeah. If okay. you have I believe in Christianity as I believe mm-hmm. that the sun has really? risen. Not only because I see it, but because by it, I see everything else. I get Absolutely. goosebumps
0: every time. I oh, love it. Absolutely, C.S. Lewis, guys. man. If I could go into history and have dinner with any one person, it would definitely be C.S. Lewis. You talk about mic drops. I wouldn't argue with C.S.
2: Lewis. If you read stuff (laughs) like that, that's not like a unique... That happens all the time in his books. Like, he's pretty cool. Like, Kanye's got nothing. (laughs) On C.S. Lewis is pretty cool. He
1: definitely
0: does. Phenomenal.
3: Guys, hopefully we were able to shed some light on some things that are core to God, maybe sure, help yeah. you figure out what's core to you and help you yeah. figure out what yes. should be yeah. a core value in a church maybe you're looking for or whether or not uh, your church fits
1: with God. Maybe we challenged yeah. your core values and sure. maybe you need to a lot. take yeah. a look at your own heart and yeah. just uh, evaluate where your life is with God. Get to know them. So
0: I Absolutely. love having conversation with these guys because yeah. they teach me something every time. Because, and, and that's yeah. the, one, the one thing about being wise is to know that you need more wisdom for sure and so Mm -hmm. these guys are always here to teach me and i love that and we appreciate both of them coming on and talking with us until next time hope you got offended share with your friends share with your granny (laughs) (laughs) thank you guys so much that was a blast that was fun yeah